Hello, welcome to the Max Marvel, episode two. Hope everyone's having a great week. And in this episode, there's a lot of stuff to talk about. There's a lot of news that dropped it this week. I want to go ahead and just hop on the podcast and make a quick episode. I know that most likely Sony, they're having the CinemaCon, I believe Tuesday or Monday, the 25th or 24th in Vegas. But sometime doing that, they'll expect it to release the Spider-Man No Way Home Trail, at least by rumor. So since I know next week there's going to be a lot of Spider-Man news that comes out and a lot of things to talk about, I figured since there's so much stuff going on this week, might as well just hop on, make a quick episode, talk because there's a lot of news. And also, I'm going to try to get a set schedule when I release episodes. It just depends. I gotta see, like, you know, when intensely stuff gets released. I thought maybe Sundays could be a possible date when I release episode. But I had to, I'm gonna see this week and we'll just go from there. So if you're not following the Max Marvel Instagram, please do. That's the number one place for updates on episodes. So that way. You can as soon as the episode drops, you can just go listen to it in any way you want. And please be sure to sell this for your family and friends, because the more people that sell you sell with your family and friends, it really helps us me a lot on the channel. And also it helps gives the get the podcast out to more people. Because one thing I'm trying to do is get out on Apple Podcasts, but I know I need a sole amount of listens with the distributor that I'm doing the podcast on. So Anyway, that you can help must will be appreciated. And now let's get into the news. And some quick news: Iron Heart will be in Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. See, I don't. It's unclear, at least to, at this time, at least to my own knowledge, of what who will be in the film. But Iron Heart most likely it doesn't have a release date on Disney Plus the series. But looking at the Disney Plus schedule with Secret of Asian, Moon Knight, Seahawk, and Miss Marvel, and the Guardians Galaxy Holiday Special being released in 2022, most likely we could see a 2023 release date for the Ironheart TV series. Now, I'm interested that they, they're doing Ironheart so soon, just because we did just have, you know, Iron Man, he literally just... Tony Stark just died in the MCU. But one thing that Facebook's been doing a lot of is building up you know, the next generation of the Kelsos, kind of passing the torch. We saw this with Captain Melka with Sam Wilson. And Elena kind of a Black Widow unofficially. It's, it's unofficial that she's going to take on the role of Black Widow of the MCU. It's kind of obvious. And also, Cape is up with Hawkeye. See Hulk coming in MCU with a Hulk. Jane Foster's four, and now it's Ironheart. And I'm very interested to see how they did that. I was surprised when they announced Ironheart. I did not expect them, out of all the stuff they have, that they chose to make Ironheart, an Ironheart series. So, hopefully, the suit. Hopefully, well, hopefully it just... It feels a natural chance to zoom in into the MCU, and we'll see what happens with Batman. And also, the Eternals trailer released, and the Eternals trailer looks phenomenal. I am 
I wasn't really... And Tonos was my... I was the least excited about Tonos out of everything in the MCU for Phase 4. Because Phase 4, we had Doctor Strange, Worlds Force of Madness, Fantastic Four, which Fantastic Four is my personal most exciting thing for Phase 4, Dad and Doctor Strange No Way Home. Plus Falcon Solo, because I'm a big Captain America fan. So, out of all the stuff they announced, I was the least excited about the Eternals. But the trailer looks good, and looks like they're going to explain where they've been all this time. And that it looks visually stunning. So, yeah. Uh, Eternals was released from November 5th, as of right now. And we'll keep you guys updated on stuff we got on the Eternals as we get close to the film. Because right now, the mocking campaign is going to start going mapping. And also, Saint Tree and the Lies in the Tin Wing is getting, just had its premiere. And mostly, all I'm hearing is positive stuff about Saint Tree. Saint Tree, I'm, I'm, I do Taekwondo. And I'm excited for the monster arts fighting Saint Tree. Because I hope the fighting is amazing. Also, we get the real Mandalorian this time around. Which I'm excited for. But more on that later on, I know, also fun fact, um, I believe, I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure this is the case. The fake Mandalorian from Iron Man 4, Free, he's going to make an appearance in Shang-Chi. So, I'm interested to see that. If you have not saw the Marvel one shot, which, if you don't know what one shot is, was they used to do these sort of films... For every Marvel release on DVD. I don't know why Disney doesn't just go. It probably is on Disney Plus. I have to check. But just release the one shots. That's you know. Shorts. For the MCU. And then you know. Release the one shots on the DVD. On Disney Plus. They might be on it. I have to double check. But. Regardless. Here's one song. Was. The All Hail the King one song. That was probably the fourth. The Dark Ward release. Saw the fake man. About the fake Mandarin. And in it, we see that someone from the Ten Rings comes to get him because he took because so because the one guy that works for the real Mandalorian told him that he took Mandalorian's name. So I'm very interested to see that. Now, with that out of the way, uh, Mandalorian season three ha- will begin production um late 2021 or early 2022. So that means we'll gaming that means we all game Mandalorian season three. I know after the season two release, there was some speculation like, are they gonna do it? Are they not? Because season two kind of felt like season for series finale. But I'm very interested to see how the Mandalorian goes. I want to know if they'll incorporate if Baby Yoda will be incorporated. On so so we'll just have to wait and see on that. Now let's get into the what if episode two. And what if episode two was what if T'Challa was Star Lord? And I have to say this one was a very it was just both amazing and sad. Amazing because Chad Roseman delivered a phenomenal performance of T'Challa. And also in the episode, it was just funny to see how he was the opposite of what the Star Lord is in the MCU. And what I mean by that is he's well known he is famous, and also he's kind of like the peacemaker in the galaxy, because we see, and this is one of my favorite parts of the episode, Thanos, Josh Brolin, Vice Rose Thanos, in the What If episode. And in this episode, 
we see that T'Challa basically talking Thanos out and whacking off half the universe. And saying there's better ways to save the population than, you know, killing half of it. I was just, I was just funny about that. I just thought that was funny. The voice acting was spot on. It was amazing just to see this kind of like the Guardians of the Galaxy of the MCU kind of flip-flop because of Shala Solo. And also we said at the end that because Pyoko didn't get taken by Yondu, Ego finds Pyoko on Earth and decides to take him to this planet. And that's how the episode ends. So that's one thing about the what if comments all, like how this one little thing changes greatly and how it leads to one massive thing at the end. At least that's what I've seen in the what if comics. And um, Charlie Bozeman, he did record a four episodes for what if. This is one of them, so let's be able to go. We know the Killmonger episode, that's one episode. Which is well, what if Killmonger saved Tony Stark? That's one episode that he recorded. Um, he recorded the season finale. It was going to be a crossover between people from every episode. And one other episode, and we see in the trailer of Black Panther with the Avengers, and most of them are male female gear. So I'm interested to see what this episode that is. But it is good that. We get this last performance of Charlie Bozeman as T'Challa, but also Sam, just because this is Charlie Bozeman's last performance as T'Challa. But Charlie Bozeman will always be remembered for his wonderful character of T'Challa, and he will meet and Lifetime will come forever set to honor Charlie Bozeman's legacy. And these episodes are just amazing. Now we get to see him, inshallah. And now, with that being said, let's go into our final main topic of the day. Is the new G- Disney Genie service. Now, Fast Passes are officially done at Walt Disney World and Disneyland. They will not be returning. And this is one thing I kind of expected from the pandemic. Because Disney slowly started removing the Fast Pass Plus signs throughout the parks. And then we'll move on to it. Then they'll go, it's going to be replaced with a new service similar to the one at Disneyland and Paris. And also a little bit of, also similar a little bit to Max Pass at Disneyland. Now, the Genie service is going to be two, two different, it's actually two different forms of the Genie service. Genie service, Genie, Disney Genie and Disney Genie Plus. And this, I just watched a video going into more detail. And this video is by DSMI Newscast, which is a phenomenal YouTube channel about Disney news. I recommend it to go check it out. And they kind of explain how Gene was kind of a real mascot for this. How it would have been made more sims at Lumiel. Or just because, you know, we could have had Lumiel say, hey, you'll you, be all guests at Disney World and let me help you. Because the Genie Service is kind of like it's a virtual assistant. It recommends stuff on the air. If you go on your phone, it this is the free version. We'll get to the paid version in a second. And you go on your phone and recommend stuff in your area for you to do. And also, an itinerary based on what you want to do or stuff you selected. Saying, hey, during this time, I want to go on this ride. Or during this time, I want to go uh, go eat. 
Now, it's not, now not all the wines at Disney World are getting a bowling group or a Warsaw queue, which is something I feel would happen because they did at Disneyland Paris. But according to what I've seen at Disneyland Paris, that has been a disaster. Basically, it's kind of like just more or less uh, the Disney Genie free version is a Warsaw itinerary. Also helps with mobile ordering. And also recommend stuff to you based on where you are or stuff you, you know, put you want to do. I like that. And the reason why I said Yumio could have been a mascot for it instead of Genie is because we could have Yumio like be your guest at Disney, you're our guest here, so let's help you enjoy your experience. You know, kind of like that. And one thing I hold from Dean's Ryan Newscast, they also said Jimmy Cricket. Because you gotta let your constantly be your guide because you know you're picking what you're on your itinerary. Or just think about because you know think about could be used, you know, sparking pixie dust, pixie dust on your trip or something something like that. I think Lion Queen should have been a mascot for this one, because he's the one that does Lion. And let me let me explain why. Because the paid now the paid was in this uh, Genie Plus is called Lightning Lane. And in Lightning Lane, a Disney World and if you pay fifteen dollars in line twenty for a ticket, you get lightning lane, which is this is basically the fact you get fast passes, more or less. But now you just have to pay for them. And instead of you know pre-reserving six months in advance, it kind of levels the playing field, and you get basically you select a day of. And if you pay, do the payables in lightning lane, you get to do start selecting stuff at seven a.m. in the morning. Regardless of block time, I believe. And one thing that's also interesting about this, the only thing is fast passes, but it does not include the big, big attractions that you would want a fast pass for. For example, you can get a fast pass for Haunted Mansion or Big Thunder Mountain. But for there's all big attractions, don't get me wrong, those are all attractions I use fast passes for. But an example Disney gives is, excuse me. Say at Disneyland, you want it, you cannot use the Lightning Lane, the OA paid version, for Radio Springs Racers. At Disney World, you can't use it for Seven Door Swine Train. It's an additional separate charge just for those individual attractions, which most likely will be the case for all the new, like, new or open up attractions. So, Wimmy's Ride to Eventual, which is open up. October 4th, on the day of the 50th anniversary of Disney World, most likely will be up charged as well. And also, we'll, uh, another thing that will also be an up charge would be Rise Resistance. That's said to be, I can't remember what they said, it's gonna, when they update to Disney Genie soon, that will be it, or that it will be Disney or later on after that. I can't remember what they said, but they did say you would eventually, at some point, be able to pay to get on Rise Resistance. So I expect, and I suspect those big tier attractions, most likely ones you have to pay for. I can imagine Frozen and Soin, maybe Test Track. Epcot might be tricky for this one, just because Epcot, compared to other parks, doesn't have too many rides. But most likely, definitely Frozen and Soren would be probably ones like Rise Resistance that you have to pay an upcharge for, separate from Lightning Lane.
And speaking of lightning lane, while I'm on the topic, I know all y'all are talking about mascots. Uh, I think, why not Lightning McQueen as a mascot for this new thing? So we're using lightning lane, lightning McQueen, it just makes sense, but regardless of that. I want my opinion on this for G- Disney Genie is, one hand, I think it, you're always spending so much money to go to Disney World, but you also got I also have to spend, you always spend so much money at Disney World. And the price per ticket is at Disney World is $15. That's the message most pins are. The little pins you can buy in the stop. Not the like pins you write with, but the collectible lapel pins. I'm sure the best I guess find the people that you know don't normally go to Disney. Some of them go to $15. Some most nice goes to $15. Like the little Mickey Mouse, you know. Light up one, they saw a night before fireworks or before Fantasmic. They go around that price. So if you just just save an extra fifteen dollars for a day for a get for a kid, it's just like an extra souvenir kind of. Then you get then you get all these fast passes. But then again, I understand that the fact that they're just getting rid of fast passes in general, then. You know, now you have to pay for free fast passes in general. Now you have to pay to get a lightning lane, as they call it now. I would say is, you know, the old system where you go fast pass, you just go in and you try to get the paper ones. I say maybe do something like that. Like if you want a fast pass, you got to get to the park at some time in the morning. And you limit the fast passes a person can get because... You know, lately, you know, people's been losing their fast passes, using fast passes like crazy for rides. The fast pass plus, which causes the lines to like, be almost as long as a standby queue. Fast pass is almost as long as a standby queue. And there's definitely a better way to go about this, but I know a lot of people are not liking the streaming plus service. It has a 90%, the announcement video has a 90% dislike ratio on YouTube as of today. Which is very, just, I don't know, I lost my train of thought. But, my opinion on it is, I have mixed feelings about it. One hand, I don't, I, you're already paying so much at Disney. It's really just the price of one extra souvenir. And you don't have to get it every single day. But one thing I think they should have done is this. They should have done, regardless once you get into the park, everyone just gets one free lightning lane for any attraction. Or at least two. Not free, because if you do free, then, you know, it's just basically regular fast pass again. You just get paid to have extra fast passes. Instead of, you know, in the old days of fast pass plus, as they are, you will use your free fast passes, and after that, you just use as much as you want. I would say just give everyone at least one fast pass, or access to one lightning lane pass a day, and don't have you know why why resistance, some doors my train or rare springs races at Disneyland. Those types of rides don't have to be a separate up charge. If you get lightning lane, you also should get access to those. Then everyone gets one lane, and after that, if they want to pay for more, they can pay for more. If not, they don't have to. And that's my opinion on it. Uh, one hand, I see the downside to taking away the free fast passes just because you know, dis- 
just because I know a lot of people have said that they'll pay so much they gotta pay extra. But on the other hand, I do see the I do see it just as yeah, it's things that you don't get anymore. But if you look at it, it's just the price of you know a souvenir or a tea store. Because I know some people that's a lot. And that's why I say just give them one line on a day. Well, um, well, I know it's very interesting. If people don't like Disney Genie, they just won't pay for it. Then Disney will have to go redo the entire service. If they do like it, then they're just going to keep it. But that's just my opinion on it. I'd love to hear yours. Follow me on Instagram and let me know what you think. That's probably going to do it for today. Most likely, I'll see how... Um, I might take a look at next weekend to see how the news goes out. Might try to do every Sunday, maybe, on release episode, but only time will tell. I know most likely we will not, and that episode won't be released until after Wednesday, because Tuesday we almost likely going to get the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer on Monday, because of Sony CinemaCon. I forgot, I know that's CinemaCon's on Monday nights. But anyway, I'm interested. I'm just ready for us to find another way to the trail. If they don't release it then, I don't know when we're going to get it. And also, the What If episode 3 is going to be... I believe it's like, what if Loki came to Earth with an army doing the events of the first Thor movie? It's more on the line, somewhere like that. I know I'm not saying that What If... That's not going to be like, you know, it's like, what if you try with Star Wars? It's going to be something different, but I'm paraphrasing what the episode is. But we'll wait until that episode release. Now give me a view of it. And that's about it. And hope God bless you guys. Have a great day. And yeah, I'm praying you guys have a great week. Bye.